Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. We are enjoying your day, sweet if not, what the hell ever. So we got a specialty for today, because this episode is a triple header for Saturday Morning Slam. Why? Well, because we had three episodes to talk about due to the next two in chronological order being just best of episodes, and then we're going to start into 2013. So December 22nd and December 29th, 2012, as well as January 5th, 2013, there's a little bit of new stuff to bring up within at least this first episode, but the other one, the next one as well, I'll just easily recap. So, December 22nd, we're going to start off. The episode starts up surprisingly with an animation of a cartoon CM Punk failing to get a Christmas tree to light up after pushing a red button. Oh no! So then before we can see what happens next, we get that... I'm sure you all have seen that video footage that has shown everybody on stage doing like a rendition of like seeing Jingle Bells in the WWE style. Jingle Bells, what the hell, go and lay an egg or whatever the hell it is. And everybody's trying to insert their own lyrics and everything. John Cena's the conductor! But I don't think John Cena knows about conducting anyway. Especially if you got a random floating baton or conductor stick or whatever the hell is just floating there midair. And then the cartoon can even... We get a cartoon version of Vince McMahon appearing on the screen at the end of the song, screaming, You're fired! Scary. Surprised he didn't say it's such good shit. And then afterwards, we get the finale of that cartoon where CM Punk gets punched into the snow by a cartoon John Cena, who then pushes the button and, oh yeah, the tree lights up. WWE logo on the tree, and away goes Santa Claus trying to go after that kid on the bike that has E.T. in the basket. Ho, 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 where's that alien? Who knows? So then we get this whole plastering with the logos and saying that this episode is going to be a best of special. It's also going to be for the next one. Because we got a couple matches. They're saying Rey Mysterio in action and The Miz versus Justin Gabriel. You start off with The Miz versus Justin Gabriel, which was from the October 13, 2012 episode back when The Miz was IC champion. Yeah, and The Miz won that and they just replayed the exact same thing with, like, with the camera cuts and changing with the replay and everything like that. So don't you worry about that. Yet a brief Saturday morning spotlight looking at Rey Mysterio talking about his first WWE match when he went against Chavo Guerrero in 2002. And that was literally it. It's like, oh, my first match was against Chavo here in WWE. Okay, what what were we really spotlighting? And then you get Rey Mysterio versus Michael McGillicuddy, which came from the October 6, 2012 episode. And that was it. That's all the episode was. Now you get to December 29, 2012. Yet another one that's labeled best of. You're gonna get a couple of matches here. Lovely. So you get a replay of Daniel Bryan versus Tyson Kidd from October 20th, 2012. That episode where Daniel Bryan was curling into a ball, rolling around the ring to avoid getting pinned. Then you also get a replay of Daniel Bryan answering questions back from the October 6th, 2012 episode of Saturday Morning Slam. Being like, oh, do you like the taste of defeat? Do you like video games? Stuff like that. So they're even replaying that. And then you also, we see that video package from, I think it was December 8th, where you were hyping up John Cena's Saturday Morning Slam debut, and he's got the definitions of his words, hustle, loyalty, and respect, so yay, we get a reminder of all that. And then you also get the replay of the John Cena-Heath Slater match from that episode, December 8th, 2012, to main event this show. Yeah, because you gotta close off the year with Mr. Hustle, loyalty, respect himself, woohoo! Yeah, that's literally all it was for these two episodes. Now we can start off with the 2013 episode. January 5th, 2013, a new episode, a new year. Hope you had a good year. No, not really. I can't remember freaking 11, 10, 11 years ago. Shut up. So we got two matches that are announced for this episode. 
Kane versus Jinder Mahal and Daniel Bryan versus Heath Slater, and they're both still tagged in champions at the time. And you get this hype package to start bringing up saying, hey, this is going to happen. And there's some things I got to question here. The announcer claimed that the members of 3MB shouldn't be taken lightly, even though he was saying alone they were sucking. So it's just like, they're the low, they're low on the totem pole. Why should I take them seriously? Especially at this point. And then the announcer even made a weird error here. He was talking about Team Hell No and how they became tag team champions like months prior and described them as undisputed tag team champions. But the thing is, last I checked, they dropped the undisputed tag team championship name there, like the undisputed part, back when the tag titles got their design changes back in 2010, when it became the big penny belts. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. Now, surprising change of pace, because now we get a backstage interview with Natalia interviewing Team Hell No. Of course, you can't call him Team Hell No, because that's uh, the TVG show there. So she's got to just refer to them as Daniel Bryan and Kane, because you can't say hell on a G-rated show. Hence why if you watch, like, Rockwell's Modern Life or Dexter's Laboratory, they'd say, oh, welcome to heck, or whatever that stuff is. So they both are surprisingly agree that they are the tag team champions, which is rather surprising. I don't remember them ever getting along saying they are the tag team champions. It was just bickering all these years. And Daniel Bryan even questions how 3MB is a band when he hasn't seen them play a musical instrument. When I heard that, I'm reminded of that uh, hoedown episode that they had from, like, from Whose Line Is It Anyway, where they were talking about the Backstreet Boys, and Ryan Styles mentions, like, how can you be a band if you've never, pl if you don't play an instrument? So it's like, ah, very familiar territory from 20 years ago. And then Kane, he's like, oh, I didn't get much sleep last night, Daniel. In fact, I never sleep. Because Daniel's like, are you going to be in my corner or not? He's like, I don't know. But Daniel's like, what else are you going to do on a Saturday morning? I'm going to be freaking scaring people and causing havoc like usual. Okay. And Daniel Bryan, as he closed the interview, is like, wait, you didn't say if you're going to be in my corner to watch my match. <sighs> so they're still bickering there. So you get the opening match, Kane versus Jinder Mahal, and we get Booker T, the SmackDown GM sucker, at commentary with Josh Matthews. Right away, Kane's getting power advantage on Jinder, and we get some camera angle shifts, like Kane trying to get a seated dropkick on Jinder. And Jinder tries doing the diving axe handles. He tries to get some offense, but gets met with a right hand in midair. And then for some reason, this was baffling. You did you remember where Kane puts Irish whips the person to the corner and then clotheslines them? Well, he did this twice. And we saw the first one, but then the other one, you had to get this far, giant, wide-out camera shot. So it's like, how can you show the first clothesline in the corner, but then it's just like, oh, we can't show the second one. So you have to completely obscure the view to the point where it's just like you have to watch through binoculars to see what the frick happened. So, I don't, I don't get it. Jenner completely ducks out of the ring to avoid the chokeslam and 3MB in groups because they want to try to do what they tried to do with Cena last time, which is get together and sing a lullaby, even though it's just like King just said backstage he doesn't sleep. It's like, what good is that going to do? So they get on the apron and then out comes Daniel Bryan to scare off 3MB. So then it's just left with Kane and Jinder. Jinder is arguing with the referee and Kane goes up top, diving clothesline, and that's it. That's all it took to defeat Jinder. How am I supposed to not take them lately exactly, Mr. Announcer Dude? Anyway, so then you go to commercial, and now we got the other match. Daniel Bryan versus Heath Slater after the commercial, and for some reason, I don't get why they did this. You don't ring the bell until everybody that's a legal participant in the match 
gets in the ring. Slater's on the apron, and he's already rang the bell anyway while he's trying to get ready for the match and taking his gear off. And the referee's counting him out and gets up to the count of seven. You don't ring the bell till they're in the ring, dude. Okay, that's not how this works. So, the biggest problem here, I lost count of how many camera cuts happen in this match. Holy crap, it's like they were just trying to constantly remind us that Booker T is their commentary with Josh Matthews because we saw this happen almost every other move. It, like, holy crap, like... Daniel Bryan even get, get, like, at one point kicked Heath Slater in the chest, like, he's sitting there taking a kick to the chest, and you get a camera cut, why? Like, and Slater gets an elbow to the back of Daniel's head, you get a camera cut there. Daniel Bryan starts actually going for a surfboard stretch right before, he starts mocking Slater with the whole air guitar thing. But it's just like, even when Daniel starts going after Heath Slater's arm, you keep getting camera cuts. You usually only save the camera cuts to avoid something being ultra-violent, like, in a TVG, TVG show sense, like if you're going for like something going after the head or the neck. We established this when the show was completely just being created. Then I mean, Daniel Bryan's dropkick gets cut. And like I put in my notes here, it's like they want us to know that Booker T is on commentary. We get it. And when Daniel gets dumped to the outside, Kane, that's a scare away Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal from getting near Daniel as they go to commercial. Like, don't touch my partner. So the, so the action gets back in the ring after the commercial, and Heath Slater gets like a lifting heel kick, which the camera doesn't even miss, but he gets a knee to Daniel's back, and you get a, the camera cut treatment again. And so many camera cuts miss the action, it's like, I've lost focus in the match, because it's like, how am I supposed to keep track of what's going on? If I had to make a list of every move that's done in this match, there'd be a lot of gaps in here, because camera cuts are missing so many moves. This is worse than the Sheamus versus Titus O'Neil match that we talked about not too long ago. Because it's just like almost every, every other move. Camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut. Like, I couldn't list every single move here if I wanted to. Because it, so many things are just being missed. Daniel even gets out of that body scissor. He flips out of the corner and you get camera shift, angle shifts, which I prefer more rather than the cuts completely. When he goes for a corner drop kick, Daniel gets a near fall out of it. He gets one chest kick rather than the multiples and he tries to go for a roundhouse kick. Slater docks out of it. We've seen that a few times. And he voices no lock as Daniel bumps into Mahal, so Mahal falls off the apron. Kane gets McIntyre off the apron, and Slater, he's trying to do some move. It looks like he's setting up a suplex. Daniel reverses into the no lock, gets the win. Like, the, both mat both of these matches are just hard to follow because that match between Kane and Jinder sucked because there was barely any offense. And then Slater versus Daniel, you couldn't tell what the offense was because the cameras keep cutting away from it just to say, hey, Booker T's on commentary. Look over here. Woohoo. Like, I don't care. I want to see some action. Like, again, I can understand if they're doing camera cuts to avoid move, showing moves that are to the head and neck like they're supposed to do for a TVG show. But when you're doing it for every other move ever, I can't follow the match. Okay. I can't tell if you're doing a drop kick or a knife edge chop or whatever if you're just constantly showing Booker T on commentary every time just to avoid every move. Now, surprisingly, that doesn't close the show. To now close the show, you get a backstage interview from Natalia interviewing Damian Sandow, who's giving the full descriptive terms of what AM and PM mean rather than just saying AM and PM. It's like, oh yes, you use AM and PM terms like a simpleton. And he decides that next week he's going to make his Saturday Morning Slam in-ring debut. Good thing I have to bring that up because he's been on the show before when he was doing that Demon's Dictionary thing where he was trying to give us school terms to learn when Saturday Morning Slam was debuting. 
Oh yeah, valedictorian. Scholar. And all that shit. So he wants to go through, like, I want to teach these people, like, English and science and astrology. I want to teach you spelling. Well, then in comes Randy the Boner Orton. It's like, I'll teach you spelling. How do you spell R-K-O? So that leads to the announcement that next week's episode, on the January 12th episode, it's going to be Randy Orton versus Damian Sandow. So both of them are going to be making their Saturday Morning Slam debut. If there's a lot of censorship that keeps happening with these shows with camera cuts, they're going to have to do big censorship on Randy Orton because he's always coming out with a boner whenever he has his entrance. Because that's not TVG, now is it? So, yeah, two best of episodes and this one to start off the year. Yeah, not good. Because, again, I can understand when you're trying to be careful and everything. Like, I can accept the changing camera angles to try to avoid certain moves, but when you constantly do camera cuts to the point where you miss, you can't tell what's going on because you're constantly showing us that Josh Matthews and Booker T are the commentary team, it's impossible to follow this match and to get invested. I mean, I'm sure the match was fine to watch when you're there in the crowd and everything because you don't have to go through this, but honestly, this episode sucked because it just kept missing everything. So anyway, huh. I mean, killing two birds with one stone with these... that That's the one good thing I can also say about these best of episodes. Easy to knock these ones out of the park for a full episode of the podcast. So anyway, let me know y'all down in the comment section below. What did you think about these episodes of Saturday Morning Slip? My God. I know these episodes are available out there. But I would not recommend hunting these ones down because you are going to lose all more folks than I do. And that's saying something with the guy with ADHD. So anyway, let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, please remember to leave a like, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're listening to us on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Thank you, everybody.